Are you sure? I don't Here see us. I don't see us. It says so right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hit it. I, oh, yeah. Hit it. <laughs> Old school. Come on, people, you're missing the song. <laughs> there we are, three people. I'll be clapping along. I mean, part of the party there. Cheers. Love you. Woo! All right. The studio there audience is Yay! going crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the live version of A Couple of Drinks for the Clarks. We, of course... Are the Clarks? I am Matt, and this is my wife. Excited! And right over, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm gonna do it there, right? Right over there. Oh yeah, see, there he is. It's not as easy. Look, mine goes. Oh, I thought mine actually no, went. It doesn't into poke. The it doesn't poke, honey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Founder of my secret weapon in the cocktail game, Adam Kraft from Elevator Craft. Ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice, awesome. huh? So, Adam, I got to tell you, um, we have had, we've, we've done 170 shows. Wow. You, I believe, are 171. I think so. And we've had some mishaps <laughs> with the old school <laughs> shakers. And listen, between the two of us, there's probably like a 26-year bartender between the two of us <laughs> and we still got stuff stuck frozen leaking all over the table and i can't thank you enough so here's full disclosure i think i talked about this when i talked with you and mark your brother mm -hmm. i kept seeing the guy with the viking beard <laughs> <laughs> and i always say that because it's a damn good looking beard it's My, a, I mean, he, he uses product. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, his beard game is strong. He is also he's a cocktail mixologist as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So he comes on, and the first you guys are great with marketing. The first, um, basically, line out of his mouth is "Your cocktail shaker sucks." Yeah. <laughs> and he's it, not wrong. It, it totally does. It totally does. And you are a genius, my friend, because every person that I've showed this to, we went to a podcast on Monday, my wife and I, um, somebody with in this vicinity was overserved. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we took this to our friend Johnny Spazano, who does a, a, a podcast called uh, Dinner at Johnny's. And we brought this over and I showed it to him. He's like, man. That guy's a genius. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and the Christmas gifts that yeah. we know that yeah. people. Yeah. So you were, you were really nice enough to send us a couple of shakers. Yep. We did a couple contests during um, the holiday time. And we had uh, one person who named our show sat here and another person. How did they win the other one? I can't remember. It's been so long. Um, it was a I like have COVID brain. type. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You had to like and share and, 
you know, yeah, get yeah. some more viewers and Very all that cool. stuff. Because we are technically media whores. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about, as I'm yammering on, can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the Elevator Craft Hybrid Cocktail Shaker? Yeah, um, I think where it began. So I think the products at Elevate Craft that we're working on all come together based around just making a lot of crappy drinks back in the day. So yeah. basically I got really into beer. I was homebrewing beer and buying like expensive equipment and everything and uh, sort of got out of that hobby and got into cocktails. And cool. whenever I did that, I was at the time just basically drinking like rum and Cokes and like margarita, you know, just like the old like pour some margarita mix in a cup and kind of mm -hmm. all your tequila in there and stab it with a straw. It's the only way to go. So I'm the type that whenever I get into something, I really want to get into it. So I did that with beer and then I started doing it. And I, before at some point I did that with like cold brew coffee for a while. Oh, cool. And then I got into cocktails and whenever I got into cocktails, it was, basically the same story you guys have, you know, you, you use a shaker and I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. And then I started buying like more expensive ones and they all did the same thing. And my background is a product designer. And so I looked at them like, you know, what can I do to solve this problem basically? And I, and I wanted to make my own product. So for six or seven years, I was a product design consultant. And so I designed tons of different things. Uh -huh. And so this was the one part where I, came up with the name Elevated Craft. My last name is Craft. It felt really good. You know, Perfect. the name worked. I'm like, okay, I think I can make a better cocktail shaker. But it literally took like two years to, to make it, even though I'm a professional designer. Yeah. It, um, there's a big difference between being a consultant designer and just kind of designing something for somebody and shipping it off to a factory and not dealing with all the other stuff that comes after that yeah. to really putting your own product out there. So... Um, so I read in the design process, I probably read a couple thousand reviews and just looked for the, um, the trends that I saw and mm -hmm. tried to solve each one of those problems, but right. it took a long time. Well, you know, the whole, the whole home, uh, the whole home cocktail yeah. um, craze has really, I mean, for, I don't mean to plug, but has elevated itself as far as people using better ingredients, mm -hmm. right. people using, you know, it's not just the usual well tequila and some generic triple sec to make a margarita. Now they're using, you know, stuff like Cabo Wabo, Espelon, you know, all, all the really, you know, better tequilas. And they're also using Grand Marnier's and, and, you know, the dry curacao's and stuff like that. So yeah. they're, they're using better ingredients. And why wouldn't you want to use something like this that's going to save your cocktail so i fell into the same trap that you did as far as like all right so i went on you know amazon and i bought um you know uh like a copper one and then i bought a glass one because i noticed it had like a um like just a little rubber gasket around yeah, the glass yeah. part that, and that thing leaked too and i'm like right. what the hell so finally after seeing your commercial probably a half a dozen to three dozen times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked so yeah, i bought yeah. one and i'm like patty this is the greatest thing in the world and she wouldn't believe me because i would shake the drink oh my god like this at her she's like that's gonna come apart i'm like honey there's no way this is yeah. gonna come magic apart. trick 
It sure. is a it is a true fear when somebody has a a, <laughs> a shaker in front of your face, just really shaking it at you. Yeah, yeah. And as a previous bartender, I know that those things just don't stay on. Yeah, they don't. Well, especially if you've made you know egg white cocktails and oh, yeah. it has the positive pressure side of things, then it pops off and get, makes a big mess. Yeah, so, it's awful. I mean, it's it's been a really interesting journey going from designing the shaker and then getting it into so many people's hands and just needing to learn the different kind of quirks because it is why I started calling it a hybrid shaker is because if you're if you come from a bartending background it's totally different experience than if you've been using uh like just traditional cobbler shakers and you're used to them kind of getting frozen together right. or freezing your hand right. and you've kind of like gotten used to that frozen hand thing then you have to educate that you don't have to do that. You just shake right. for 15 seconds. You get equilibrium right. inside. You're at your max chill. But there's all kinds of cool quirks and things that I've learned from just our customer base. And you know, you're part of the Elevated Craft crew on our private Facebook group. And I watch all the things there. And we've collectively gathered these like tips and tricks from just thousands of people making rest making cocktails now. Right. So there's just so many cool little quirks because you know, it, it does have threads, so that's what keeps it from popping apart. But something that we learned over time was like with egg whites, a lot of people like to dry shake first yes. without any ice. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then if you go to take the big top off, it's harder. So you have to pot you have to bleed the pressure. So you gotcha. have to pop yep. the pressure and gotcha. then go to take the then go to take the big top off and it comes apart fine. But as somebody prior to learning that. I didn't do a lot of dry shaking of egg white cocktails. I usually will put, I'll build the whole cocktail and I'll use like a larger ice cube in there. Right. And it, and it's fine for me, but you know, there's all these cool quirks that you learn from just having a different type of product um, that, you know, you guys have probably unlocked as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the cool thing is uh, the gaskets and the fact that you guys sell uh, extra ones because we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and it happened during one of our shows. I didn't realize that the the top was gone, mm -hmm. and I was doing you you know measuring it out and stuff. And I said, "Listen, Wait folks, a yeah, I mean, hey, listen, it happens." But yeah, the 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 beautiful thing about it is 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 you know we've never up until maybe a few shows ago done a cocktail with egg white in it. It's always oh, yeah, it's always been oh boy, oh no. So we we did a show with. Uh, Adam Edwards at Rabbit Hole and also uh, Ashley Angel. She's their head bartender, mixologist. Mm -hmm. And she came up with this cocktail that we made with her. And we were both like, oh, boy, oh, boy, we're so nervous. But it made the cocktail so luxurious. Oh, yeah. That it was like, wow, that's cool. We, we've been missing that for so long. And the cool thing, actually, the uh, Kabe Zamanian was, was hiding in the wings. He's the owner of Rabbit Hole. So he popped on our show too. So right. you're in the you're in the elite status with Kabe <laughs> being on our show as the owner and founder. So listen, because you are the owner and founder, I made a short video in your honor. Would you like to see it? Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to move away from camera. I'm still getting into it. Oh, apparently we don't have a mouse that works well unless we move. <laughs> I hope it's the animated gifs on the corner, but of my face, and it just <laughs> know, right? yeah. you know, pulses on the screen for the next thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. A couple of drinks to the clutch exclusive. You ready? And action. 
We have some Sky Citrus Vodka. We have some Grand Marnier and liqueur. We have some cranberry juice and some fresh frozen lime. <laughs> That's scary with the glass too. It's just like it happens to the rock too. <laughs> I mean, this is out there. Yeah, that's hilarious. Which one? Which one? Which one? Holy shit! Oh, it worked. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Almost had an aneurysm there. <laughs> Uh, live television, folks. You know us. Oh, that would be why. That would be the video that. Uh... <laughs> That's where the purchase came into play. That's why. That's where the purchase came into play. That, that your shaker sucks thing just forever. Oh gosh. I love the uh, the rock videos. I. I, I'm guessing he probably still doesn't, but on the Terramana yeah. side of things, he would do these live Instagram videos and like every other time he would get it stuck. Yes. And one of the times I, I think I put something on the Elevate Craft Facebook crew and said like, Hey, here's a link to the rocks video. If you see this happen again, can you please just tag Elevated Craft and say, Hey, you need a shaker. And we had like a couple hundred people oh, that's on awesome. there, but the rock, you know, he literally had, I think in the first 10 seconds, like 10,000 comments or something like that. But it was still hilarious. And it was like, wow, we really, you know, it's just so cool to see that the, sh the shaker has become a tool for home bartending yeah. that people get behind. And will you know, they, they see things like the rock and they, they'll send it to me and be like, can you believe this? He needs a shaker. <laughs> you know, it's just such a cool. So true. It's so true. And listen, and then that was one of my comments one time. I'm like, listen, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson can't get it unstuck, right. a mere mortal is not going to get it unstuck. It was exactly. a miracle that I got that stupid Cosmo unstuck. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, well, you know. I mean, the thing that you're fighting against is the vacuum that's created yeah. there. So, like, what I was talking about on on fleeting the, the pressure, burping the pressure on these is kind of the same thing. The cool thing is we just have such an easy release valve at yeah. the top. Because I've, if you were to say leave uh, a cocktail in this over the weekend, and you're basically, let's say there's some pineapple juice or something in there, sure. it would be really hard to unscrew this part. And then you'll notice whenever you twist it, it'll actually go, and yeah. you'll the pressure release, mm -hmm. and then it comes apart. So there's yeah. kind of these little tricks of the trade. But whenever you don't have a release valve, or if you if you're using like a normal cobbler shaker and it gets stuck together, you can't release it in that yeah. way. And yeah, you're stuck. there's there's a pressure side of things. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. But I think one of the decisions I made early on when designing it was really to just focus on home bartending because I wanted to make a product for myself. And I've never been a professional bartender in any way. I've worked at restaurants a lot, but never right. bartending. Um, and it it felt like the Boston Shaker is the most efficient shaker for a commercial bar it's the right. fastest you can buy dozens of them it doesn't matter if one ends up in the trash can the manager's never going to notice you right. know just right. because they're, they're kind of dispensable and yeah, uh, and a lot of liquor companies give them to 
the right. bar's free too. Yeah, exactly. And, used and, to anyway. And I couldn't, you know, I needed the gaskets in the design in order to make it function the way I needed it for my personal use. And I know that that's a conflict too with commercial bars. And so one of the things that have, has come up in the comments is like, why don't I see this at a cocktail bar? And it's, or like, you know, yeah, just a fast paced bar. It's like, well, right. it makes sense. And I totally get it. So I've never tried to kind of defend it as a, as a commercial bar tool, right. even though there are some martini bars and stuff around that are using it, but it's a slower paced delivery yeah. than trying to like whip out drinks. I so could I see think- that as a bottle club type, you know, yeah. uh, tool, you know what I mean? <laughs> the problem with that is in working in restaurants um, over the years, you do find that if, it, if there's anything that is cool at all, it grows feet and walks out the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if you had this at a bottle club where you could say, okay, you know, here's, you know, 300 bucks for a bottle of whatever, and you get the shaker and ice and mixer mm-hmm. and things like that, that shaker yeah. would go home. You know, yeah. it'd be in somebody's purse, probably broken up into three pieces so people wouldn't clank it together. You know? There you go. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I'm glad you guys like it. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're talking about like, are you talking about like, he was talking about bars where, you know, you're actually seeing the bartenders do their tricks and all that stuff. You, you're a lot safer doing, you know, you're, I'm not spinning it. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but think about it just makes sense. And the other thing too, is as a, as a bartender for years, former, um, this, and this is the one thing I always say about your product is that I've never had a drink come out colder oh, nice. than it does out of that yeah. shaker yeah. shaker. So you said earlier is 15 seconds, the shake. I mean, is that the shake time for like maximum? Yeah. Yeah. So there's really? so um, shaking for like 30 minutes. I'm not <laughs> basically what you're, what you're trying to do is get, the get everything to equilibrium so you can only get it as cold as the ice so some people wonder because it's vacuum insulated do you get any dilution but you do relative to the temperature of the you know liquor that you're putting in there so if you're putting in room temperature liquor then you're going to get a predictable amount of dilution so an ounce an ounce and a half Um, and then at that point you're just agitating it to get it chilled down Gotcha. Anything past the 12 to 15 seconds is really for texture. So it's okay. not like, you know, okay. you can it, you know texture cocktails. Yeah. yeah. So, so egg white, pineapple juice, uh, different things where you, where there's like a mouthfeel. And let's say you're using like um, some sort of puree or something like that. You're probably going to have to shake that longer. Sure. But just, you know, say a margarita. Yeah, because honestly, I, I make my own simple syrups. Yep. And I do, a, I do the two to ones. Uh-huh. So I sorry, so, I'm looking at questions. Okay. Go ahead. So what I do, you know, obviously, so if it's if it's an ounce of liquid, I'm putting two ounces by volume of sugar. Yeah. Right. So it lasts longer mm-hmm. and it makes I, I think it makes a better drink, you know. You know, you don't have to use as much either, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, something Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was no, gonna go say to talk like about the dilution aspect of things, you can really dial it in based on the type of ice you're using too. So that's something I've thought a lot about and, and tested. And like if you're using a, a large cube, you have less surface area. Even though it's a large cube, it you have less surface area, so there's less melt that's right. typically gonna happen. If you were to put like pebble ice in, it's gonna melt. It's also not gonna strain very well. Right. So there's kind of a balance there. And I've realized that 
the um, some recipes or people will say, give it a really hard shake. And if you listen to that, then you might just be pulverizing your ice and then you right. don't get a good pour yeah. out of the built-in strainer. So there's kind of a balance there. So I typically, I'll have serving ice at home and that'll be like the nicer cubes, maybe a large cube or I'll, I'll get Sonic ice, like the pebble ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, have, I'll have that separate. And then I'll have like, I usually shake with the ice out of my refrigerator, but I, I know how it works because right. refrigerator ice is typically softer or freezer ice. Yep. The auto freezer ice is typically softer because the job of that freezer is just to make as much ice as needed. And if it's, it's sitting there for a long time, then it'll start to harden up. Right. But if you go through a lot of freezer ice, then it's pumping out, you know, whatever it is, 12 cubes every 30 minutes or something. Like right. it's right. not going to be solid, like super dense. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of got to know that too. And that's something I've discovered in, in the crew page where like, how do I get the right pour? You'll see somebody, if they turn it totally upside down, then you're not letting air flow through the right. right. So it's not going to pour right. So there's some balance between, you know, like kind of a 45 degree angle, um, the type of ice you're using. And that all comes together with dilution, how it pours. And, you know, so there's kind of a lot of, a lot of things that you can There's a lot more science to it than people would if think. If you put a lot of no. thought into it, like I have been for the past three years, <laughs> you know, it gets a little nutty. I feel Love like, a, yeah, I could ride Love out it. a PhD. So I also have a, a, a commercial queued up from YouTube. You want me to run that? Sure. Yeah. Right. Is that the shaker? Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll just tell you real quick. We have a comment. I love my shaker. When I supported it on Kickstart, Kickstarter, I got three. One wow. for me, one for my BFF, and one for friends who own our local distillery. They'd never owned a shaker before. Wow. So that's one yeah. comment. Okay, two seconds. Okay. Oops, wait, please hold. That's a different one. Here we go. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, a lot of people might not know that we launched this on Kickstarter, and it launched in uh, October 2019. Wow! wow. Right, so, oh, great ice cube. Yeah, I gotta start making homemade ice again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love, I love honestly the fact. Play that one more time. Can you play that one more time? Oh, it didn't uh, show up on the on the screen, by the way. What? It didn't. No. What? Oh. Well, then you definitely have to play it again. Comment? Someone has lost permission to capture the file. Oh boy, I'm not following those steps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, this, this, so it wouldn't work? No. Sorry, Adam. I hear that's okay. Here. We'll put it in. We'll put it in the comments. Yeah, we'll put it in po in, in the mm. the post below. So yeah. we're gonna make a cocktail. So I uh I represent Aperol as well as Cabo. Wabo tequila, and I found a beautiful recipe that requires Aperol tequila, fresh lime juice, and simple syrup. And you know me, I don't do simple syrups easy. This is blood orange simple syrup that I've used for the past couple of times, but blood orange is why this Aperol is this color. So here we are. Quick question. I'm going to ice up. This is what? actually a good question for people that do not drink alcohol. 
the question is, will this work for chocolate milk? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I've seen people do it with uh, cold brew coffees. Cold brew it's coffees? Worked. Yeah, coffee, chocolate milk. Um, seen protein shakes, although if you probably wouldn't want to use, use it with the built-in strainer with a protein shake, just in case there are any chunks, you know, it's not, right, right. not specifically designed for that, but yep. yeah, chocolate milk. Sure. Okay. And then we have a gentleman, Michael, that said, you have found the perfect market for this. The home bar is ideal. I use mine and we'll make a double. Then I can just have one and the other one is ready to go when I'm ready. Yeah. That's my, that's my go-to. There's a funny thing that I found about the shaker. So my home bar is in a back room and there's no TV or anything. My wife and I usually watch movies in the bedroom. And, uh, and so I'll almost always make a double if we're going to watch a movie and it fits in your back pocket. <laughs> so right? if you're wearing jeans, at least for me anyway, if I'm wearing jeans, I'll put it in my back pocket while I'm like holding a tray of, you know, food or whatever else we're, we're doing. So that's a funny thing, but yeah, that's the, with the vacuum insulation, that's really what, what it's for. So it's, you can batch your drinks and make them bigger and then hold it for as long as you want. I mean, it's not going to over dilute. It's not going to, it's not going to melt or anything like that. So, um, people do that. I've seen, I've seen people make up drinks and then take them like camping basically. So, you know, go yeah. on a big drive, whenever you get to your location, you've already got three drinks made up. So that's always a cool thing to see those those picks come across. But we're going on vacation in a few weeks for a week, us. and we'll be taking ours with us because yeah, we know whatever we put in it's going to stay ice cold. So you know. So the other thing too is I I've we've done a show where um, I think I had made a little bit more than normal for the mm -hmm. two drinks, and and I didn't drink it. No. And, <laughs> It was one of those late nights. So, and I came down the next day to grab it, and there was still ice clinking around. Yeah, it, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That's the deal. I'm gonna pour this right in here like this because it's thick. And Rebecca says she has all these ingredients. She wishes she was home to make Come this, on, drink with this right now. Listen, Rebecca, this is awesome. It's just it's, she has one. Is, does she? Yeah, she's bought okay. three. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about this cocktail. Oh, the cocktail. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's what? How? How did you say it again? It's L. Um, Chapillo. El Chapillo cocktail. It's on the Chipilo. internet. You can get the we'll put we'll put it in the comments. Uh right. So we're saying 15 seconds. That's it. Sure. Yeah. And she just said it would be great for frothing up an iced coffee with cream. Oh yeah. That would be well, I never that, thought about iced Dol coffee. Dolja coffee or whatever it is. I don't know. The frothy stuff. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I like the idea of using Aperol and tequila. I, I'm trying to think if I've done that before. I don't know. Aperol is so versatile in the fact that it's got a lot. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the lime. Have you ever made a Jungle Bird? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we had a uh, a show. There we go. Yeah. We had a show uh, that we called. <laughs> it was. Um, and here's the thing. These glasses are humongous. Yeah, I, uh, I prefer Aperol in my Jungle Bird over Campari, actually. Yeah. I would rather, I'd rather do a, like a full ounce of Aperol than a half ounce of Campari, and it, it tends to just work really well with the pineapple in there. 
So there's a cocktail. Oh, hello. There's a cocktail called. Uh, hang on, I have it right here. Funny you should ask. <laughs> so my wife was awesome. She bought us these beautiful, um, humongous cocktail glasses. <laughs> I like <laughs> and, a big drink. And you know, the thing is, is honestly, is it would have worked really well in our other glasses, but I forgot that these things are massive 20 ounce glasses. Doesn't matter. Look how pretty they are. It's gorgeous. So the the Jungle Bird, what we were talking about, I went online and I downloaded a bunch of Aperol. It's called the Bird of Paradise. Okay. It's Aperol, overproof rum, pineapple juice, fresh lime, and you combine sugar. Oh, they're just basically telling you to make a so simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. Bird of Paradise. We can make that later. So what did, did you tell everybody what was in yes. this? Yes, we have uh, an ounce and a half of Cabo Wabo Reposado. A three quarters of an ounce of fresh lime, half an ounce of Aperol. So we I doubled everything, put it in here, and uh, <clears throat> simple syrup and a little bit of bitters. You can also add to this a couple dashes of Tabasco to kind of pump up the pump up the spice, but you don't really need it because I didn't do it. All right, nice. So here we go. Ready? And try this. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, Cheers, love you. you. Cheers, love you. Cheers. That's our thing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Perks, woo! What That's do you a think? Good one. <laughs> yeah, I went a little hard on the tequila. <laughs> but honestly, Woo-hoo. the reposado is awesome. It is it good. It really makes the it makes the cocktail. Yeah. And honestly, not to toot my own horn, but honk honk. This blood orange yeah. simple syrup is awesome. Very good. So there it is. Yeah. Adam's going to make a drink, right? Yeah. So we're going to yeah. talk about what you've got coming up because, and what you met, um, had mentioned earlier with regards to the Elevator Craft Hybrid Cocktail Shaker, it was a Kickstarter. So could you yeah. explain what you did with that and explain what's coming up? <clears throat> yeah. So the shaker was launched on Kickstarter. And what Kickstarter is, is it, it allows us to create, to take pre-orders before the manufacturing's started. Gotcha. But you need to get it far enough along that you know you're going to manufacture. So you're right at the end stages. But one of the trickiest parts, especially for a startup, is to understand how many you should make because right. the majority of your investment goes into that first purchase order that, that you order. So what Kickstarter does, with the shaker in particular, it was do people actually want this at all? And uh, once they started ordering it, then we, then I was able to, and I, w- I self-financed everything to get to this point. Oh, wow. And so it was like, okay, cool. We can place the order. And it did really, really well. So it's worked, that worked out on Kickstarter. So then fast forward to February 8th. So a couple weeks ago, we launched the hybrid cocktail glass on Kickstarter also. That is so cool. And- Could you show that like really, really close? Yeah, that's so, awesome. Got the hybrid cocktail glass. Uh, I'll explain some of the details about it, but just to kind of top off the Kickstarter part with this case, it was really to be able to launch it to the Elevated Craft crew, to our fans, the people that already have the shaker, and right. get their input as well, and find out things like 
do you want it in different finishes? So we just launched that. We just announced that we'll do it in copper and, and black. So we'll have this Mm -hmm. in black steel and yeah, we ordered, we ordered some black ones. Yeah. 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 Which is going to look really cool, but whenever it, it just, these things that we, to get the customer input before we place the order is so huge. And just to rally around it and, and, you know, I, I'm just so thankful for the fact that we have that, that core group of people that love elevated craft as a brand right. and, um, and have come together to help finance it. So it's kind of like, we're doing it all together, right? Oh, so everybody man. that's a backer is actually part of that story and the journey. And what they we also are. get to see is, yeah, exactly. You guys too. So what, <laughs> what they get to see is what does it take to go from kind of prototype to, to the end product? And cause there's still, you know, there's still a lot to go every day. I'm working on, documentation with the factory to get things as high quality as possible, little dimensional things dialed in and all, all kinds of little details so that it's perfect, uh, which you guys get the behind the scenes for. And that's where the backer community comes into play. So, um, and the core features of the shaker or of the hybrid cocktail glass is that it's a vacuum insulated base. And then, um, it's kind of like your, your double rocks glass, but with a bunch more features. Okay. So you don't need a coaster anymore because the double, the vacuum insulated base doesn't allow any condensation to get on, right. the, on the table. Um, nice. It keeps it cold. So you're never going to have a watered down drink. Perfect. And then we designed these, the measuring features. It's going to be hard to see on the video, but you can check it out on the Kickstarter. But we have measuring features built into the glass. So the idea with that is, when I have the shaker, I may want to build, make a complicated cocktail, like a jungle right. blade, for example. It's not super right. complicated, but you can also look at Smuggler's Cove and look at the recipe that are six, you know, six ingredients deep. That's right. where the shaker comes into play. But I didn't have something that I really loved for like a gin and tonic or for a Negroni and right. these kind of things. And so I'm all about minimizing the amount of... Uh, extra steps in the right. process. And so built in jigger into this and then just had to prototype to get the form down and to make something nobody's seen, you know, right. so it's another, just a cool thing for people to rally around, but getting it to merge between being a cocktail glass, but also a bar tool is where it gets really fun. Cause I think gotcha. where, we hit, where we hit a home run with the shaker is that it becomes a creative tool that makes you say, Hey, what if I did try this ingredient? And, right. and that's, that's where the elevated craft crew comes into play because I, f- I feel like we're all just cocktail explorers and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're not rigid. We're not saying like, you have to do it this way. This is right. the only way to make a cocktail. And so whenever you have the shaker, you can, you can dial in your pour, you can play with the ingredients. And I wanted that in a cocktail glass and that's right. what, what we have here. So you can, uh, so I'm going to make a Negroni. And that's just an ounce of gin. I got your guys' uh, monkey shoulder. Woo-hoo, monkey 47, <laughs> baby. Monkey 47. Got yeah, which is great, by the way. Um, one ounce, one ounce, and one ounce of these guys. And so that's another or one of the drinks that that uh, is perfect for this. So. so so basically, for a person who likes to have a cocktail or two at home, right? what what they would do is basically they buy the elevator craft cocktail shaker for all of their shake and drink needs. Yep. 
and they buy the elevated craft cocktail glasses for the either stir or just created drinks. Yeah, I look at it as simple craft cocktails. It's for yeah. the nights, you know. And and we, I talked about this a lot with with uh, my team because it was like, well, what are we? If the shaker was all about your cocktail shaker sucks, what is this glass about when it comes to messaging? Because I designed it as sort of a kind of a gut check. Like I want this. You know, yeah. I've never seen like right. glass. I've never seen a good design where glass is merged with vacuum insulation. And it seemed like an interesting engineering problem to solve. Um, and it really was, it took a long time, but then it comes down to like, Oh man, is anybody going to want to buy this? And <laughs> so we had to think through that. And part of the right. thinking through it was what is it not? So it's not a war on it. We're not saying throw out all your glassware and you know, don't show a picture on the elevated craft crew page of a tulip glass or anything like that, or, or a, a coupe or something like there, there's appropriate glassware for each thing. But what I didn't have at home was kind of my heavy hitter glass or the one that I was just like, if I want a gin and tonic, if, there's so many drinks that fall in kind of the simple cocktail category yeah, where you one or two, or two to three ingredient cocktails. Yeah. Right. And I've been making really complicated cocktails for years because I wanted to test the boundaries of like the shaker basically you know and right. i geeked out really hard on smugglers cove and i have the death and co books and all the cool you know the cool cocktails and i went made lots and lots of different syrups and everything and then i get to it i'm like you know what i haven't experimented with a gin and tonic and it's like <laughs> well that sounds pretty easy unless right. you use crappy tonic and you're not right. putting you know and so i go to the crew page and i ask like what do you guys do what's a good gin and tonic and all of a sudden i realized like just the two variables by just varying the gin you use and the tonic you use. Oh my God. And then yeah. I find out that the garnish you use makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. too. Right. Like, that's what this cocktail glass is for is to get you thinking creatively and going, right. okay, at least I can measure it, you know, yep. cause you, you got to dial that in at least for the gin, right? You don't want to, it's going to totally change the flavor if you over pour it. The, so, you know, and here, here's the thing too, is with regards to, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your lifetime, you know, the bartender, and they overpour you. Right. Now, I don't mind a strong drink, but if I'm going to go out and have a good time, give me a cocktail. Just give me a shot and mixer, and I'll pay my way, and I'll enjoy myself, and I'll be the life of a party. But if you double me up all the time, so really, truly, when you're making cocktails at home, measurements really right. well, make the difference. If if you want to make it a double or a triple or whatever, that's all fine. You just have to, it's better to know, right? Right. I, right, I right. Think exactly. Back to my, where this all came to. And I, I think a lot about how I was drinking like rum and Cokes or how I used to make margaritas and whatnot. And I put myself in that position when designing the products, because that's how I think most people are, right. Is like what you see in the elevated craft crew page is kind of, you know, they might start out there, but very quickly realize that, oh, I can get a bottle of Campari. I can get a bottle of green chartreuse. I can, you know, you can get creative really quickly. So the learning mm -hmm. curve is, you know, isn't that steep when you're doing it at home. But when I think back to um, my just doing rum and Cokes, I would always free pour them. And I would, it, you know, I would, I would get a pint glass and I'd fill it with ice Perfect. and I'd just be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm free pouring it. And then I just... At this point in my life, I just want to know. You know, it doesn't yeah, mean that I don't yeah. overdo it sometime. Yeah, Every, I mean, drink everybody doesn't, yeah. and I can do that. But if, but I want to look at it each time and go, all right, I've had you know three 
two ounce pours, or I, or maybe I made a, like, this is a three ounce pour. So right. I at least can keep, keep, you know, that calculation going in my head. Yeah. And at this point in my life too, I have three-year-old twins at home. So there's no room for Very active. Yeah. when they're waking <laughs> up at six in the morning, you know, but it's, I think moderation is a, is a good thing. Sure. That's kind of Absolutely. My and, yeah, That's where the measurements come into play in there. It's a, yeah. it's kind of a, a hidden sort of feature, but it's something I'm pretty proud of just to give people that, that tool, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's really, it's really cool. Well, you eliminate Two a shot glass. Oh yeah. You don't need yeah. anything like that. It's right there on the right. Everything's right inside for yeah. you. Yeah. And it fits um, the large format ice cube. So I just put a two inch cube in, in there and Perfect. that um it fits that that was something we had to dial in as far as the capacity that was kind of a big debate and something i didn't know but a double rocks glass or a double old-fashioned glass the range on it online might list it as like 10 to 14 ounces yeah whenever you're designing a cup that's a huge range to to kind of deal with and yeah or 20 I mean, like this one yeah exactly <laughs> And just trying to see like, what's going to make people mad if it's too small. Like if you put a double rocks, if you put a big cube in there and it overflows, that's not good. Right. And right. so what we had to look at was, all right, well, a Negroni, you know, is three ounces. So I haven't displaced a ton of the, the liquid with my cube, but a margarita is going to be like six ounces. So I need room for ice. So we chose 12 ounces as the kind of like 12 drinkable ounces. It technically goes up to like 13 at the very top, but you right. know shouldn't that's too hard to balance anyway uh, <laughs> so, so it's just you know funny just geeking out on on glassware part of the process too is we so we went to stores and bought a bunch of double rocks and old-fashioned glasses and looked at what they said the volume was and then actually measured it and just on the market it's all over the place too so it'll say nine ounces and it'll be 13 ounces and it's mm. like well maybe the there's like an extra inch at the top or it'll say 11 and it'll be whatever. You know, so it's tricky. Yeah, so there's so zero continuity, wow. right? Yeah, there's zero. Yeah, exactly. So what I've got this down to is getting the glass manufacturing really refined so that we're essentially, we're making a, a really nice looking measuring cup inside of, inside of a really nice metal outside. Um, so it's, it is just a hybrid cocktail glass, you know, there's nothing yeah. like it. And and dialing in the engineering so that it actually is a measuring glass and it actually holds a solid 12.5 or 13 ounces um, is, has been an interesting journey, but anyway, Negroni is great though. Well, know. Hey, cheers. 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 Yeah. I've never had a, a Negroni using the monkey 47. I've actually, I hadn't tried monkey 47, but I saw it on the Facebook group a bunch. Yeah. And there's some, Gin is actually a category of spirit that I haven't dove into a lot. You know, I've, I have kind of your standard gins and I right. tend to have five or six bottles around. I've got the home bar, I've got the home bar at home and then I've got my studio bar here. I'm at the studio now. Okay. And so fortunately I can, I can supply both bars. So, but I just ask, I just go with kind of the top hitters. Like, yeah. all right, we've got, you know, botanist, uh, Plymouth aviation, yeah. that kind of thing. And so monkey yeah. 47 has been, I mean, it's the best I've. Yeah. I've so had. yeah, it's really nice. The, the cool thing about monkey 47 with regards to, uh, the, just a, just a normal gin and tonic, the fruit that you should use is a grapefruit. Oh, nice. It just, it pops everything really. Yeah. It really it's, it's amazing to see the difference. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't think it would be from a lime or a lemon to a grapefruit. Totally, totally changes. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying there. I did that recently. Um, and well, on the post, actually, if, if you were to search on the, the Facebook group, um, gin and tonic, it would probably come up because we got, I don't know, maybe like 60 or 70 comments and people talk giving tips and everything. And they're like, yeah. care, if you're going to use this one, use rosemary as the garnish. And if you're going to use this mm-hmm. other one, and I I made a gin and tonic and I actually used grapefruit, but I, I don't recall which um, gin I used, but it, it actually did the opposite. It kind of threw it too bitter right? Okay. and it didn't, you know, it didn't work, but, um, but there's just that balance. And that's what I love about it. That's, I can see, I see why people geek out on gin a lot yeah. and, and that you can just get into gin and tonic. It's like, do I use, which tonic do you use, you know? Right, so, right. So the one thing I, the one thing I, syrups. oh yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, one thing I found yeah. is I, I, I was out in California, um, visiting Napa Valley and the wineries, and we went to this bar, and, I'm, and it was hot, you know, and it's just gin and tonic weather, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't had a gin and tonic in a while. So the guy uh, makes the gin or makes the cocktail, and he takes this little tiny bottle, probably about this big pours it into the jigger, puts it in, and then grabs one of those old school like soda. Oh yeah. Um, soda okay. jars. Yeah. The yeah. soda jar things, you know, that you the three so students would spray each other with. Yeah. <laughs> and he put that in there, threw a lime in, and he handed it to me, I go, wait a second, what was in that little bottle? And he goes, Oh, that's tonic syrup. Yeah. So it, they have they were purchasing it from a company in San Francisco that they made their own tonic syrup. It had quinine in it. And I mean, yeah, right. it was like unbelievably mm-hmm. good. That's, and that was, that was one of the advice I got on the, the crew page is they said like, Oh, just wait until you start getting into tonic syrups. And I'm yeah. like, right. my head's kind of spinning because I'm like, Oh, another thing to do a deep dive on, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> okay. there, and there's I got a lot out there too. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I basically have to build chapters of my like, cocktail creative cocktail journey of like okay this is my gin period yes <laughs> let yeah. me just explore this because it's four I, chapters long right yeah yeah exactly it's a but lot to i've it. been super in i i feel like i spent a year or so just really geeking out on rums and got into all the the variations of rums right into messing around with um smuggler's cove yeah and really mm. i think there's some periods where certain like understanding whenever somebody says a funky rum they're yeah. not just meaning yeah. like like jamaican music funky it's right. like actually they're describing that it smells it smells like um overripe bananas yeah. and fruits yeah. and it's because and just because they bruise banana yeah. yeah yeah it's because of like open fermentation and where it's at and that it's pot still you know so there's like a lot of things yeah. that come into it there's so I, many variables yeah so i got to geek out on that a lot and i still love love rums and I think yeah, we, we're big rum people as well. Yeah, right. uh, we're, gin, we, uh, I, I love the Jamaican rums. We, mm-hmm. we right. love, uh, you know, Appleton and and mostly like the twelve and the eight. Uh, we had it to fifteen. We tried that. That was gorgeous. Um, they have a twenty-one coming out, or it's already yeah. it's been out. But uh, you know, and and then Ray and nephew, Ray and nephew overproof rum is actually pretty good. It is by good. itself. It is. Um, well, it's for, I mean, it's called for in a lot of the the tiki drinks too. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. sure yep. the exact history, but I heard that that was Ray and nephew 
um, uh, was, you know, basically coming back, looping back into the scene as the tiki culture started to come back. So I don't, I'm not sure the ebbs and flows of all that, right. but, but basically it's part of the, I don't know, funky rum culture now. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's a cool thing to explore. It's like, I, uh, I think where I, my rum understanding was I started, I was like sipping on rums. I'd get to some where it's like aged rum and it'd be so good. You just drink it on the rocks. Right. And, uh, and then I thought, I realized it was basically cheating. It's like rum is so good when it, once it's aged, <laughs> like it's basically a cocktail already. Right. So it's like, it's like if I, if I'm drinking a, a 23 year old rum or a eight year old rum or a five year old rum, a, it's not very expensive, which is great. Right. If you're just right. getting into, if you're get, if you want to geek out on a, on a category of, of spirit, rum is a great one to do. Cause you can get really old bottles for not very much. Right. If you, if you did that with a scotch, Oh no, it's 23 year old scotch. It'd be you yeah. know, hundreds. So, but what I found was that it, they get to a certain level and they kind of, they, they just all taste really good. And that's where I flipped the, the coin and said like, okay, well, what are these funky rums? What are the agricoles? What are the rums where it's like, it smells like overripe bananas, but tastes like rocket fuel. Like I'm never going <laughs> to, I'm never going to sip on it. You know, like Ray and nephew overproof. It's like, I, I can't sip on it, but will I add a half an ounce to a jungle bird when sure. I'm with somebody that knows their cocktails and they're like, Oh, what's different about this? You know, yeah. because right. like such an interesting modifier. Yeah. And so that, that's where I you know, really love playing with those. Um, and then mezcals too. I've started. I've geeked out on mezcals a lot lately. Yeah, there's there's so many variables with every yeah. with every category. There's so many ways to go, right? And and you know, there's always someone who's going to say this is the best one. You got to have that. Well, yeah. You know, expand your horizons and and try everything. You know, yeah. because the, that's the reason why there's this many bottles back here is because <laughs> there's one for every taste. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like you have to revisit things too. So you were mentioning earlier that you know, 23 years ago or something, you tried a Negroni and you're like, ah, what is this? Yeah. Right. Well, but now you're using Aperol and right. you know, you're using. And we use, we use Campari with the jungle bird. Yeah. Right. So, you're using bittering agents. And, yeah. and so yeah. that's, that's where I, I love getting to these periods in my sort of cocktail knowledge or just ed educating my palate and, yep. find, and, and getting to things where it's like, oh, you know what? Green chartreuse is an amazing modifier. Mm. Like I had we, a last we word. One, we need one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about that. Same thing with absinthe too, you know? Yeah. You, you know, and the thing about green chartreuse I have to warn you about is once you get it and you make a last word and then you start making the iterations on a last word, because um, you can you can use mezcal, you can use tequila, like you can change out the base spirit in it. But right. a last word is a very simple, simple build. But you'll realize that now you have to keep a bottle of green chartreuse always, and it costs like seventy bucks. So it's like, I was gonna say like, it's yeah, not cheap. Here we and, go. And honestly, gotta... in our area, it's not not easy to find either. Yeah. Well, it's like reason. the like the monkey forty seven is like I didn't think I was in the price point to buy a, a bottle of uh, expensive gin, but now I've had it. I'm like, oh man, yeah. all right, now yeah. I'm, now I'm so, an expensive gin guy, but it's good, to, you know. So just to throw a twist in there, uh, monkey forty seven also makes what's called a distiller's cut. Oh yeah. And they are usually something really, 
I don't I, I, funky is the bad is a bad word to describe it. Just really interesting. They just uh, last year's version had um, a botanical called the red scarlet. Oh shoot, the last name the last name is eluding me right now. But anyway, what it was a beautiful. It looked like a flower that was growing in your mother's garden. It's just this beautiful red, bright red flower with these little tiny uh, petals off this off the off the middle of it and what they do is they take the petals and they dry them and what mm-hmm. happens is it gives it this like punch of heat mm-hmm. and it's almost like a hibiscus type thing and mm-hmm. but it doesn't give you the color it, it was really i yeah, have a, that's I, whenever i, I said i'm really really cool that's, but that's in the the new... That's in the distiller's cut of Monkey Forty Seven. Okay, they make one every year, and usually they're only three seven fives. And the three seven fives, they're probably like seventy five dollars. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. But if you're really into gin, right? There you right. go. Right. And there's there's some people on the crew that are super into gin, and that's where I I look at it from the standpoint. Let's say several years ago, I w- I would have been like, gin isn't that flavored vodka, you know, going to some distilleries and kind of just seeing it. And, and it's easy to sort of have that attitude about it. And now I don't have that attitude about any spirit at all. It's like a lot of people like this. Yeah. I should probably figure out why, you know, right. just from a, it's a interesting thing. I'm trying to get like educate my palate and understand the different nuances of it because, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't think I was, a uh, born with any kind of like quality palette or anything like that. Right. It's a training <laughs> thing. Like, It'll grow on you. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. they grow on you, but I also like, I can, you know, you can flavor is so subjective and it has to do with what you drank a few minutes yeah. earlier and what you ate and everything else. Right. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I might taste gin. I'm just like, eh, pretty much all it's gin. It's right. like, you can, I can typically taste bad stuff because you can taste the, the bad parts of the alcohol, right? If you get like a really bad bourbon, it's pretty easy to understand where that's at. But, um, but with gin, it kind of felt like the juniper overdid it. And now I'm starting to refine that down. And the last, whenever I got the monkey 47, I picked up a bottle of Japanese gin also. And I can't quite remember the name. It's, uh, haiku maybe. No, it's a something 134, 132. I put it on the, the crew page, but it has some kind of pepper in it. Okay. And it's so strange because it doesn't taste spicy in the way that, um, what is it? Honcho or the Reyes, uh, the green. Well, Reyes, yeah. Reyes. Yeah. Ancho Reyes. It doesn't taste spicy in that way, it, but it has like a pepperiness to it that afterwards you, you feel like you ate something spicy, but not that it's burning your mouth. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a strange thing. Yeah. It's, it's like a strange combination. It's like probably oh, like a white pepper. Okay. I could see that being used in, uh, something that you're sort of pairing with dinner or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, right. you kind of start to geek out on these, on these different flavors. But, um, so I, I guess I'm starting to understand why people have gin collections or why, yeah. and oh, also yeah. why, why gin is often, uh, sold in the liter bottles. Cause it does go quick. If like, like if you're making a gin and tonic, it's like, geez, <laughs> yeah, where to go. Well, we, yeah. We just made a drink recently with um that one with the the elderflower. Yeah, with uh Saint Saint Germain. Saint Germain. Yep. And and yeah, I mean you it was called part and parcel. Yep, the part and parcel. And you should try that one. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. 
and it's like you said, the the craft crew they they come up with some really awesome stuff. I and mean, the other thing too about them is they're really actually supportive of each other, and yeah, it's not like oh you shouldn't do that, right? You know? No, yeah. it's 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 somebody puts a drink up and everybody's like never would have thought of that. That's awesome, yeah, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, I really love the supportive community that that we built there because that's yeah, that's really, really important cool. to me that you know we I. I don't want to make an elitist kind of thing like the, the shaker is a fairly expensive item, but it's expensive to make, you know, there's a lot of things that stack up on that. Sure. But it doesn't, it's not pretentious, right? That's right, not right. where I ever want that to be. And so it's the same with these ingredients. It's like paying 70 bucks for a bottle of green chartreuse. There's a lot of people that will never do that and that's okay. Sure. Uh, but there's also, you know, a lot of drinks that you can make with, a bottle of tequila, you know, pretty simple stuff. Right. And yeah. I thought it was, it was really interesting. Cause I, uh, it was just, was it national margarita day or something? Like oh that? yeah. 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 It was. On Tuesday. There's so many holidays, but there were so many margarita posts and the type of posts that I really see that, you know, we've built a, a supportive culture is whenever somebody posts like, Hey, this is the recipe I've been making at home and it's, it's okay, but what can right. I do different about it? Sure. Or, you know, um, some of my friends say it's way too strong. Am I doing something different? And you think it's just a simple margarita. And like you could, uh, uh, if you were in a bad mood or something, you might be like, oh, just Google it. Like what? It's a margarita. But actually like people had a lot of great constructive things to say. And, yeah. you know, and that right. person can now dial in their recipe to their taste. And ultimately it's, it's up to them. If they want to do a three ounce pour of of reposado tequila and something, you know, that you know, that's, that's up to them. Yeah, just right. a little addition of simple syrup. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. and make your own, Absolutely. if you can, yeah. if you can make your own simple syrup, it makes yeah. it's such a huge you difference. Can do in so taste. you can do so much flavor profile wise with, and changing the cocktails with just the way you produce simple syrup. Right. Uh, and the other yeah. thing too is, you know, we're talking about how, you know, you walk in, sometimes you, you see these cocktails and it's got, you know, six ingredients and you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go make it. And you go to the store, you're like, whoa, that's 60 bucks and that's 40 bucks and right. that's mm -hmm. 39, you know? So, so that's why if you look, this is a three, seven, five of Aperol. I also have a great tip for this, which I don't know if the, uh, liquor peeps would would appreciate it but if you have friends that are into cocktails i love sharing with my friends i didn't realize how you know you can order little um i don't think i have one around but little glass bottles like the uh let's see either 375 but a smaller glass bottles and right. i'll get something strange my friend will get something strange and we'll just split the bottle yeah, yeah. And, they do and that we'll in the bourbon community they call it a handshake oh, okay They'll give you like, they'll say like, all right, so they'll give you this much of, you know, something real, like here's a handshake of Pappy Van Winkle, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And well, it's I, like I really like it for things that I, we know we're not going to use a lot of. So like right. um, St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram, you buy a bottle, you're going to have it for like 20 years. Yeah. Right. Your grandkids like a bar spoon <laughs> and it affects the entire drink. So that's a perfect one to split with somebody. Sure. It, like that one's not terribly expensive, but you know, going in on things and that that's also part of why I think cocktails can be a hobby. And, and what we've 
found with the crew page and just with, you know, with the shaker and everything is getting people involved in this at home, making drinks at home, but doing it through the lens of experimentation. And it's, it's not necessarily about mastery. Like, I think the, the peak of my cocktail mastery is to build a menu at home, like maybe a seasonal rotational menu at home that I have the cocktails listed out. It's like, here's the six cocktails you can order. But you know, other than that, it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to aspire to work at a top bar or something. So you can always be experimenting and that's, sure. you know, that's a fun place to be. So getting a, getting, sharing a bottle is, uh, has helped out. And then the other thing that I realized that I could share was, um, I bought little two, I think they're two ounce droplets of, uh, little dropper bottles yeah. and we can split, uh, bitters. Yeah. Because bitters yeah. are expensive, but bitters are pretty yeah. amazing thing to mess yeah. around with. And so I had a stash of bitters here at the office and I was able to dose them out so that I could share them with my employees and share them at home and everything else. So it made it where I took this little stash of bitters and now I feel like it's, it's in better use than just having it. You know, yeah. Then I have it sitting around. Yeah. So, exactly. so I've, I've been, <clears throat> since we've been doing our show, I've been experimenting with, you know, like the simple syrup stuff. And I just recently put together or I'm in the process of making instead of lemon cello, I'm making blood orange cello. Okay. So concoction I'm kind of putting together. So I said to Patty one time, I'm like, listen, I got a good idea. I'm going to start making bitters. So that's why, that's why I bought these beautiful little fancy glasses, you know, or Mm -hmm. bottles. I've thought and, about it too. And then I started reading <laughs> and how to how to make it and how long it takes. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, probably gonna buy it. Yeah. I uh yeah. I've thought about it's like when I retire, I think I just want to be a professional hobbyist. Oh, yeah. I go through a period, I'm like, this is my um this summer I'm gonna learn all about bitters, and next summer I'm gonna learn all about charcuterie. I'll make right. salami, you know, yeah. like that, the, that's like the, the salami the flowers for everybody. Yeah, the dream for me. Me and my wife will get a goat farm. We'll uh, we'll make our own charcuterie. You know, she'll have her hobbies. And, and listen, hobbies. don't don't underestimate the whole goat video market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the screaming goats. Is that? Yeah, those things are hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, I gotta gosh. say. So we're we're very excited. So, quick question. With regards to the um, elevator craft cocktail glass, when will you start production to start people start seeing them in their homes and in their hands? Yeah, so we started production uh, already. It's now tuning the the molds and things. So what's interesting, I've been on calls in the evenings with our factory, and I just sent them a new report. But so we've went from like. We have one glass mold that can make one of that can get our sort of pilot production run, and now we're making twenty. So they're just dialing it up, and and each of those stages we have to check the samples and you know all that all that stuff. Um, But the projected time that I that I put out on Kickstarter is June. So this will be a summer summer product. Um, We'll get it over here and we'll celebrate with all the summer cocktails, right? That's where the, the oh, yeah. it comes into play. Everybody will be thirsty. And that's when we'll all the fresh fun. fruit comes around and you start yeah. throwing stuff in infusion jars. And yeah. And to, to kind of put that into perspective with the shaker, we launched uh, on in October 2019 and didn't realize that a pandemic was coming. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. 
closed down all the factories and closed down all the shipping and all that stuff. And so we started shipping I th- around a year later and people wow. stuck with us because they, they loved it. And I think, you know, there's no getting to see the behind the scenes of what it takes to start, start a business and launch a product and all that stuff yeah. is it's kind of like, you know, like reality TV or something, you know, you get to, you get to hear the behind the scenes things that are going on. And in the case of the glass, it's way smoother than the shaker because we started during the pandemic. So now I know how to manage the yeah. supply chain at the point where it's like, well, what happens if a factory gets closed down for a month? Okay, right. well, you build this into the timeline and you kind of figure some of this stuff out. So in this case, um, I don't expect any any delays, but it was such an interesting time to launch a shaker, <laughs> you know, and, mm. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, factories are closed? What is this? Because yeah, at the time, you know, factories are being effect- affected and in the U.S., we weren't really doing all that much. Um, and it just has this long tail effect. So, so now we're at a much better place. So yeah, I think June we'll get them. Uh, I was just talking to my team today about maybe doing a, a party here at the studio. We're in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, perfect. Like, nice. If we, can, if we can have Arizona people come and pick up their product, like that would be really cool. That, that sure, would be yeah. awesome. Have a cocktail party. Yeah, it would yeah. be almost like a bottle release type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be that cool. Is- haven't done we really haven't done any kind of social gatherings but that's something i've been wanting to get more into as a having the twins at home and uh everything (laughs) having the twins at home with the pandemic and everything else i've i've talked to my wife about this like what would the business look like uh four years ago with no pandemic and no kids like i'm i probably would have made a lot different decisions like we'd buy a van and be on the road i'd be like honey we're going around the craft van came to yeah, town we gotta, we gotta go support elevated craft with our shaker and go on the road and stuff it's like well you don't do that now you know now i'm kind of a homebody yeah, you guys but, uh, be like the grateful dad right yeah. uh, we haven't gone on tour yet but we'll get the band back together maybe that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome yeah, the, the the thing is, and like I said, I can't say enough how great the shaker is, mm-hmm. and can't every, wait everything I shake is in it, and and the glasses are going to make it even yeah. better. So, yep, absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for you guys to be on the journey, and I really appreciate you all uh, loving the shaker and getting it out there too. It's like oh, like the, our pleasure. Thank the you. Magic that- yeah, it's almost like it's almost like that toy that you you pull the string. And it says that one thing all the time. That's how I am with the shaker. <laughs> nice. yeah. And it's it's one of those things. And we we've been talking about it for so long since we got it on on the shows and everything. And I get a message from uh, a friend of mine, and she says, "I'm getting my husband one of those shakers because <laughs> he keeps talking about it." Nice. And I'm like, that's what we're saying. He lets it slowly. But surely we're going to get in your brain. That's what's going to happen. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just super thankful to have people like you guys and the Elevate Craft crew and just our, the fact that, you know, we can build sort of a fan base around a product is, is really the dream. Whenever I thought about this and I started designing it, I think in, uh, 2000, 17 or 16 or something like that it was a couple years before it launched and it was like well what is what is the risk and what does success look like and part of it was like i was pretty confident that i could get it through manufacturing and get the product out there 
but then it might just like go on Amazon and kind of disappear with all the 20,000 other, other things. Yeah. And I thought, well, if we can actually rally people around understanding that we created a tool for them to get creative with cocktails, mm-hmm. right? then that's where the magic comes into play. And so it's yeah. not, it's not about just like, is it better than a cobbler shaker or whatnot? Like that's the first sort of thing to get over. Right. And that's where that Sheldon on the video conversation starter too. Yeah. Well, that, that's where Sheldon on the video magically saying your cocktail shaker sucks, but the fan, the, the aspect of building a whole, you know, fan base around it is really because people start to understand that there's creative things that you can do with it. Yeah. And, um, and so I, the best comment I think I've ever seen is, somebody on the Facebook group, I think it's somebody that hadn't bought yet, but they're like, Hey, should I really buy it? And, uh, and somebody <laughs> else commented like, well, just know that half the value is the community around it. So that's cool. Don't right. worry about it. I don't know if they said on the, it was some comment, like, is it worth the money or something like that? And the, the person commented that half the value was the community. And I was like, wow. Amen. That's <laughs> awesome. that's- yeah, it is for me too. It's I, yeah. If anybody has any questions either for Adam, just, hop on right now and just ask on these comments. So we do have a friend of um, ours who said that he just heard that you were in Scottsdale, right? That's where you (laughs) said that. Okay. So he said, you need to take a short drive from Scottsdale to Mesa to Alicia's Trattoria. You heard of that? Alicia's Trattoria. It will be the best meal you've ever had. Trattoria. 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 Totally. It will be the best meal you've ever had. And they have a huge high-end wine bar and cocktail area. Nice. The gentleman that owns it is a mutual friend of ours, actually. Oh, cool. John Carr owns it. Gotcha. Yep. And they have outstanding food. So well, take a drive I over, he said. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tell me we sent you. Like a date night. Might throw you out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tell Matt no, Clark's he's a, he's a great guy. And you know, it's... and friends of ours, Chris and Brian, say hi. Yeah. Nice. Um, the the cool thing too is is like you said though that that I don't know if it's a word but it's going to be today the unpretentiousness of the elevated crew and the actual shaker itself right allows you to be creative as far as what you're going to put in it and how and the quality of the cocktail coming out for me is immeasurable as far as, you know, how cold it is and just how, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, how perfectly shaken it is. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and the elevator crew is one of those things where that's worth, worth its weight in gold too. Yeah. yeah. There's some magic there. And it's, I think whenever people first join, it's kind of like, you know, somebody, I had somebody message me recently. that's like, I haven't, I didn't even know people were still going on Facebook and I really have to say like, I didn't either, but private groups are actually pretty cool. Yeah. So that's yeah. Really, you know, it's like, if you get into a private group, there's some cool stuff that can happen. And so you don't have to just be scrolling through your feed aimlessly. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I, I jump into the crew and I'll use the search function. I'll look up like monkey 47, see what mm-hmm. people have made with that. And we'll have conversations around it. And it's really cool. And even if, even if there is, there's some people in there that are doing some amazing things where it's like their hobby might be garnishes. Yeah. And yeah. So they've gotten to yeah. that point where it's like they get to the garnishes and they are so beautiful. Yeah. But then you see the comments below that 
And they're so helpful at explaining it because yeah. somebody wants to know, like, how did you make that? You, you melted sugar and it became a 3D object and everything. Right. Yeah. And that's that's just so cool that people are taking their time to help, you know, educate. And it doesn't come from that position of like, no, this is my secret because I'm selling it at a bar. I'm putting it in right. a book or something like right. that. It's, like, it's really just people going, I just figured this out and it was pretty cool. So, yeah. you know, you should check it out. Home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Questions. I know, right? Well, listen, we, we can't thank you enough yeah. uh, for um, coming out and enjoying us for, or well, enjoying us for the, uh, and probably enjoying, <laughs> enjoying yeah, us. You might have enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not, you're on the fence. I get it. I get it. <laughs> We're an acquired taste. Um, but uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. And it's, and, and the cool thing is, is, um, your your I emailed your brother and he's going to um give us a shaker to give away. So oh, nice. we're kinda late in the in the game to do it today, but our next show we will definitely do that. Cool. So I will tag everybody. Well everybody in the in the crew probably already has one except right. for that one guy <laughs> that wondered if it was worth it or not. <laughs> so but yeah we'll 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 do a contest cool. and uh you know we'll figure out something. Maybe somebody can make a a cool, not so you know, not so St. Patrick's Day cocktail or something like that. Ah, I don't know. Coming up, yep. Um, yeah. and then Michael said that it must be. He was saying that it must it must be nightmarish getting all those little details sorted out so everything is just right with all of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. We, got, yes. we got on here right. Nightmare. Yes. Five five minutes before we got on, I was buttoning up the details on a basically a quality control document to go back to the factory and say okay answer all these questions i mean it's there's a reason it's a full-time job right it, yeah, it looks yeah. Easy on the front. i feel it like if it was easy everybody would do yeah, it right for sure yeah. I, I, yep. the old analogy of the duck where the duck's floating along the top of the surface but underneath they're like paddling like crazy all the paddling's <laughs> happening up here but uh but yeah yeah. Hey, listen, like I said, can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah. We truly appreciate it. And we truly appreciate uh, folks from the elevator crew. If they were able to check out uh, the show, this will also be on, on YouTube to see with the Clark's on page. a couple drinks they on the Clark's page. Yep. And, uh, and for the great product. Yeah. So we, we will, that. we will, once the, we put it on, on Facebook, I will add in, some graphics so you can check that stuff out that should right. have been up. Right. And um one of the graphics is fake just because <laughs> I what I did I wanted to do this. I wanted to do it was like our name, couple of drinks of Clarks with your picture, your name, then the elevator craft um cocktail glasses and the it was the silver, the black and the copper and our face our <laughs> emoji yeah, logos were in the middle of the black one yeah. <laughs> of course they of course, were because <laughs> I, I logo everything so nice. <laughs> so yeah. i was gonna put that up there not not available in stores yeah well, we've got oh, I oh, think... before we go too now you you they are available on amazon the shaker is yep amazon the shaker is and Best... what other store do you have it you have it i think i thought i saw you had it in some store right on it right on your facebook page too there's links right yeah so best place is elevatedcraft.com. Right. So be the, we'll have a link for that too. Yep. Elevatedcraft.com is good. And then uh, 
we're not in any physical stores yet, but I think we will be this year. So okay. there's, some, there's some different stores. So I'm hoping to have that set up so that whenever people do want to get one the same day, they can go out. So we're talking to some people next month. So hopefully that'll, that'll go out. Um, but yeah, the elevatedcraft.com's best case scenario. Okay. If you need one in a pinch really quick, Amazon's next best, but we do have some volume discounts on the website. So for right. people that are yep. buying us gifts, getting two is a discounted price over one and you know, that kind of right. thing. So right. there's some advantages there. Right. And also too, if, and I learned this from the Kickstarter for the cocktail glasses is if you go on and you or pre-order your cocktail glasses, right. you can get an elevated craft cocktail shaker at a discounted rate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's an add-ons function to it. That's kind of a nice little Easter egg. So you, if you, we've just let it out of the bag, but that's okay. So basically, oh, you go sorry. On and so, no, no, you select <laughs> whether you want one cut, one hybrid cocktail glass or two or whatnot. And then once you're on the next page, you can select if you want to add a shaker or we've got these, uh, we've got nice handmade cutting boards that we have, the garnish boards, which nice. are made in, they're made in Portland, Oregon, handmade. Oh, cool. um, oh nice. Yeah. So got some nice like goodies back there, but the Kickstarter, um, I'm sure it comes up if anybody goes in there and looks up Elevated Craft, but that's got, I think, 13 days left or so Okay. Um, for that. And and it's doing really well. It's yeah. doing well, yeah. yeah. We're, we're at over 600K um, awesome. as of today. And Good. We, placed our, we placed our production order already and moving through right. the factory stuff. So, so yeah, now it's just about just trying to predict how many to order you know how right right get yeah. in and everything so yeah it's going great well i can't Good for I, you i can't say that, that enough that we're very excited for it and we're happy for you that it's going as well as it is mm -hmm. and yeah. you're a good guy and you know we talked before and uh your brother's pretty pretty decent guy as well and <laughs> listen you guys we wish you the best of luck yeah with your your Thank new you. Now, for sure. Now, what is the actual term for the glasses? It's the hybrid cocktail glass. Hybrid, hybrid cocktail glass cocktail by glass. Elevator Craft. By Elevator Craft, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Cool. I just want to make and sure I got it right. We're looking at it as if oh, this will be something we'll survey the community, but it's like hybrid drinkware is a category that I think we can design more in. So we've already done prototypes not metal prototypes before uh, beer and wine oh cool and you know one of the key features that we talk about on the page is that you can get multiples of the the glass inserts so right yeah. now yeah, on, the, yeah. on the kickstars if you buy if you get two of the glasses we throw in a free extra glass insert yeah because yep. i started realizing i could stash these in the freezer and so right. instead right. of having your chilled coop or whatever in the freezer you can stash these and put it in which is great for cocktails but also, if you think about for beer, it's like who doesn't want to have a cold pint in the you know, beer, right? In the freezer. And in that case, whenever you put a cold pint in the freezer, now you've got it. You know, it's leaking all over the table and it's freezing your hand and all that stuff. So we can actually lock in that coldness if we come out with the beer ones. So that's awesome. something I'll I'll be talking to the the community <laughs> about pretty soon. More sleepless like, nights, right? Love that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I love the fact that there's no condensation yep, on the outside of them. And out. So like I'm about to make a, a gin and tonic and I'll just swap it out, swap, you know, this insert out and do it right in this other one. Awesome. So it's gotcha. a cool little thing. Yeah. And the other thing too is the, the elevator craft cocktail shake hybrid shaker, you can fit a whole 750 of wine in there. Right. 
right? Uh, that's well, one of those fun. Good to know. <laughs> I know. It's a fun thing. It's like I only tell people the things that I actually do myself, right? Yeah. So like I I will chill a bottle of rosé or something if we're we'll go on we'll go on a vacation to California or something, mm-hmm. and I'll chill it and I'll pour the whole thing in the in the cocktail shaker, put it in a backpack, and then you're serving out of that, which is yeah. you know it's it works. It's, it's, buddy. it's like. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to go on vacation. <laughs> a whole bottle of wine will fit in here. Yeah. So I am so happy right now. Throw it in the throw it in the fridge and then you just take off the, you know, take off the small top take and pour the top it through and that. Put a straw in, you're done. Yeah, take off the small top, pour it through that. And then, you know, whenever you get your hybrid cocktail glasses, be able to serve it up in in those. Perfect. But it it does make a good transport vessel. It's a fun it's a win win. I yeah. am so happy right now. I knew you would. <laughs> That's the details that people that the person mentioned about obsessing about. That was whenever I first designed it, and it was like I think it was I don't know twenty. The total volume was under seven fifty. So it's yeah. like oh, I got to adjust everything because it just felt like a cool little feature Absolutely. that's like yeah, everybody's gonna use. But then if you do use it, you're like, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like if, if you made it and it was seven twenty, yeah, exactly. So upset. Oh yeah. <laughs> Almost holds a bottle of seven. Exactly. Right. That's great. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Add a couple of drinks with the Clarks. Thanks, Adam. We truly appreciate it. We appreciate it. it. And best of luck to you and all your future ventures. And and, uh, hey, listen, feel free to come on our show anytime you want to talk about stuff. You want to talk about some booze. You want to geek out on rums or gins or vodkas or bourbons or. Nice. Chartreuse, whatever. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> let me know when you when you make your first uh, last word. We will. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, the thing is, I gotta find it, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Good luck. <laughs> All thanks, right, everybody. Thanks so Take much, care. folks. Thank you for joining us. Thank and you, everybody. Keep an eye out. We are going to do another show uh, very soon, probably two for Tuesday next week, where yep. we will give away a elevated craft cocktail shaker, courtesy of our friend. Adam Craft and Mark and Mark Craft. That's right. <laughs> Mark makes things happen Mark's, as well. Mark was trying to get through us on an email okay. here because I think he couldn't get through on the. I think he was trying to get in on it with oh, us, sorry. but uh, it wasn't working. So. I can't sell him anything. Well, all right. Well, anyway, we'll have Mark right. on next time. All right, Adam. Thank you so much again. Thank and, you. Uh, cheers. Cheers, and, everybody. We're gonna, if um, you don't mind, we're gonna play a thirty-second song out. You can take off if you want. If you're not, you want to just listen and whistle along with our show. Song. And it, and it all sounds like it's gonna go well, but I'm usually the one that's to do it, and I never get it right. So here we go. Yep, there's the end. <laughs> so here. I don't ever get. I'm oh. awful. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Guys. So Take it easy. Have a good night. Thanks to Bye. the crew, and thanks to a couple of drinks with the Clarks. See you later. Have a good night. Well, people, there's some people who are hanging in for the song. God bless you, folks. <laughs> thanks for hanging with us. Awesome show tonight. Hope you all learned a lot. We sure did. Cheers. Love you. Love you. Good night, everybody. As soon as Matt goes over and shuts her down. Shut her down.